How you doing, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy Trey, and we back at it like a what on tie it together. You know, my boy Ty and my girl Millie that couldn't make it today. You know, real life stuff happens. So I decided that I was gonna go ahead and find me someone who was willing and able to come on the show, got a little stuff they want to talk, run their mouth a little bit. And I got my special guest. Uh, Miss Brianna Berryhill. Brianna, let, let everybody know a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm Brianna. I, I'm a mother of one, and I also own an um, accessory line. Oh, it's online. Go ahead and plug that. What's the name of it? Uh, Bougie Brie Accessories. Okay, we're um, gonna drop that link on the uh, on the Twitter too. Okay. It doesn't look like you haven't. So that's all you got. Yes. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. So the topic that we're going to touch today is one that is not one that's frequently visited in the black community uh, for multiple reasons, whether it be religious, whether it just be traditional, whether it just be people not identifying with the topic in general. We're going to talk about childhood traumas and how they affect you as an adult. Now, Everyone has things that happen to them as a child. And when those things happen to you, you usually do one of two things. You either mimic it or you get rid of it. Now, unfortunately, when it comes to traumas, a lot of times we are to a point where we're so shocked that we end up mimicking those things. So, Brianna, I just want to get your thoughts on childhood trauma and how it's affected uh, not just the community, but your life as well. I believe we deal with childhood trauma every day without even realizing it. Um, I didn't realize it until I went to therapy last year. So after therapy and digging and digging and digging, I was able to come up with some new things um, that that I didn't really know I was dealing with until I was dealing with them, if that makes sense. Yeah. So um, the patterns, the things we learn as children, we carry it into our adulthood. But to go back to how I even identified with any of that, I had to first embark on a journey of self-love. Right. So. So what it, what it always comes down to is how that thing made you feel, right? So, for example, um, there was a long period in time where I, I was really not comfortable being in relationships. You know, it was really difficult to find myself being committed to a woman. And for the life of me, I couldn't understand why. I couldn't understand why. But after learning that, hey, Trey, you have this issue because you know, you were dealing with stuff from your mom, right? So once I was able to identify that and realize that, hey, this is something that is completely unrelated to these women. Like at this point, I'm pretty much making everyone else pay for stuff that they didn't even do. And that's not fair. So once I was able to identify with that, I was able to start moving on and finding myself in situations that were not comfortable at first but now I mean obviously I'm married I've been married for quite some time now and I love it it's great but I had to get over that childhood trauma first 
with me, it it's the opposite in a way. I put myself in situations, situationships out of the need and want to fulfill, wanting others to fulfill needs that I needed to fulfill myself. So I put myself in a lot of mess and a lot of things that would have been avoided if I loved myself more or if I dealt with, you know, childhood traumas. Mm-hmm. So with knowing with knowing that therapy helped me figure that out. So I wasn't able to love or receive love in a way that I wanted to because I didn't love myself. So that's right. why I said the found I believe that the foundation of this journey that we are on as a collective is self-love. Like self-love is the foundation of everything. Once you, you know, embark on a self-love journey, the childhood trauma comes up. Everything else starts to comes up. And then you can work with it and deal with it as it arises. It's not easy and it's not, you know, it's not a race. It's literally a marathon. <laughs> so, oh yeah, 100%. And that self-love is something that we have to give ourselves, like you said, self-love. You know, we can't search for self-love in everyone else because at the end of the day, they need to have self-love within themselves as well. They can't love you and them, you know, at that same time. At a certain point, you got to be able to be there for you. And what you said about you put yourself in a lot of these situations searching for it, I think a lot of us do that. And I need people to know that that just is not healthy it's It's not not good for you it's not it's really not you and we could we can keep going from relationship to relationship to relationship but they will always end the same way until we deal with what's going on internally like when I speak of self-love I'm not just speaking of what we can do externally like go get our hair done and our nails done all that stuff to make us look good on the outside because once all that fades away how do you really feel deep within like you right. self-love to me is being able to own own your your BS, take accountability for your actions, honor your boundaries, honor your needs and wants in the moment. And once we as a collective can do that individually, I feel like that's when relationships and connections will really start to grow. Oh man, that was that was a strong one right there. The, when you when you said honor your boundaries. I feel like that's one of the deepest forms of self-love. Yes. You know, there are so many times that we all know and we've all done it. We don't let some people get away with some stuff knowing good and dang on well. That's not what we stand for. You know, you don't let somebody say something to you, do something behind your back, and you were just, oh, no, that's fine because that's them. No, that it's not okay because it's them. Respect your boundary. Right. And it's not always necessarily them because you're going through something, they're going through something, but you're choosing to deal with it and maybe they're not. So the the way I look at look at things, I look at things really different. Um, that could be a whole different podcast if you ask me, but I'll <laughs> stay I'll stay in topic right here. Um, yeah. I I'm able to own you know, my part in a lot of things, in a lot of situations that I put myself into. And that's how I'm able to grow from them. Like, we we all are going to go through things, but you need to be able to grow through them, literally. Mm-hmm. Right. So on the subject of the, the childhood traumas and the way they affect your life, 
how how have some of the childhood traumas like affected your life, whether it be relationship, um, whether it be financially, whether it be, you know, just how you conduct yourself as a person, even with your friends at work, things of that nature. How have those things affected you? And then also, how have you kind of, you know, coped with those things and, and tried to get like a handle on them? Let me first say this. My parents, I honor them, I respect them, and I love them because I know that they did the best they could with, you know, the tools that they had in raising me and my siblings. So my dad was in the military, so he was he was gone majority of my childhood. So I was just with my mom, a single mom, you know, and she did the best that she could. Mm-hmm. I feel like where I played the part and I was able to be in these situationships is because I was looking for like love and acceptance and validation that I didn't really get as a child. Mm-hmm. So I get into all these things looking for looking for another person to fulfill those for me instead of knowing how to fulfill them myself. And at first I did resent my parents for a lot of things that they did not teach me. But mm-hmm. as an adult and take in um and taking accountability for me in my life, I had to go out there and figure it out and learn it on my own. Right, right. So I know it's easy to be like, my parents, my parents this, my parents did that, but we're adults and we need to be able to, you know, take accountability for our own life, our own actions, and know that our parents did the best, they, they did their best, and now it's our time to do our best for us and our kids and the generations right. to come. Right. And I think what you say about the accountability factor is the strongest of, you know, portion of getting over those traumas, because just like you said, you know, there are things that your parents were and were not able to teach you, you know, like you said, they did the best they could. But you're how old are you now? 27. You're 27 now. And you're going to still blame your parents for something that happened back when you were 10, 13. You, you know, like, it, it's just not realistic at this point. At this point, you've already identified what was going on. You've already identified, you know, where you were lacking in an area, you know, things that you wanted, things of that nature. But you're 27 now, and you have a son. Right. So what you look like a grown woman that got her own, do her own, and has someone that's dependent on her, still talking about, well, my mama didn't do this. Okay, well, you go do it then. Right, you do better. You do better for you and your kids if you have kids. You know, you do better for y'all. Like, you can't blame your parents for that. You can't look to them to come and save you. Like, this is your life. Yeah, they brought you here. They did the best they could. Now it's it's your turn. You take over. Right. You go make your life the way you want it. And that's what I'm doing. I'm making my life the way that I want it. And, you know, learning what I need to learn and then teaching it to my son. So then he has the tools that I know and then he can do better from there. So it starts with us. And it all comes down to, like you said, accountability. Take accountability for your life. Take the reins, you know. Um, So what are some things that you've been doing to help kind of like, because I don't want people to think that I'm I'm just pushing therapy and counseling and stuff of that nature. Um, therapy for you, like, so something that's therapeutic for me is I go in the backyard and I practice archery. Um, it's just super relaxing for me. Um, a lot of times I'll listen to music like the Isley Brothers or, you know, I'll do wood burning, you know, things of that nature. And now I do go see a therapist and a counselor, but 
not everything has to be that. Yeah. So what are some things that you do that are therapeutic for you? Therapy for me was just the start of it. So it was just to figure out what it is that I was dealing with. So after mm-hmm. I did that, I did life coaching at the beginning of this year um, with Danny Lee and Talia Del Ju. They're great. You should find them on Instagram. Okay. Um, I did life coach a life coaching program with them. So what I learned in therapy, I then put it in action in life coaching. So okay. it was great. It was perfect for me and I loved it. So on a day-to-day, I practice, I meditate, I read, I do a, gratit- a gratitude journal and I talk to myself in the mirror a lot. <laughs> um, and, and I feel like that's how I'm able to be able to own things, being able to look in the mirror, love who I see, talk to the person I see in the mirror, and then go out into the world. So you really, you're really unstoppable when you can do that. When you can talk to yourself, when you can own your, own your mess, own your life, and then go out to the world. Can't nobody really tell you anything. Right. And I like that not only do you, you know, do certain things, you have a multitude of outlets that you use, right? Right. Like, I don't want people to sit down and think like, oh, well, I go to the gym. That's my therapy. Well, what if you can't go to the gym? What do you do then? Well, I I go run. What if you can't do anything physical? You know, what if you know, these certain outlets for whatever reason are not available to you. Having those multiple outlets is what truly shows you like, hey, I'm truly trying to take care of myself because I'm not going to do it one way and then just give up. When you do it that way, it kind of seems like you're not trying. And if you don't want to try, that's fine. But like we said, don't get on here when you 38, 39 years old talking about my mama this, my mama that. And dude, your mama has a wheelchair, bro. Like at this point, get it together. <laughs> at this point, you just talking because we're not even listening to you anymore. And when it, when it comes to finding something that's therapeutic for you, find what works for you because it doesn't have to be meditating. It doesn't have to be, you know, a gratitude journal or reading or, you know, journaling, even though I really do recommend journaling your thoughts. I I started it back in 2015, 2016, when I first started my self-love journey. Um, And I really, 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 really stand on it. Like journaling, even if it's just a sentence or anything, get whatever you need to get out of your head and get it on paper and you'll feel like 10 times better. Right. You really will. And sometimes you're not able to say what you want to say. But if you just sit down and you just start writing, it'll just start flowing, man. I've been doing that for some years now. And it is that. And and see, that's one of those therapy things that I didn't even mention because I've been doing that since I was like 10. So it's just natural for me to write stuff down. You know, I write notes in my phone. I got pieces of papers balled up all around here and whatnot. I got journals that I can't even find anymore. Uh, just just talking to myself. Like you said, just talking to myself. Um, I've kept journals. I think I've kept all my journals from when I first started. And I don't read them after I write. I don't go back and read them until maybe like a year or years later. And then I'm like, wow, you've really come a long way. And it's really like that. Like, dang, like you strong, girl. You did that. 
So, (laughs) (laughs) so it's actually, it's beautiful. So I could only, you know, say, find what works for you and go from there. Like your, your journey is not going to look like everyone else's and and that's okay because you're not everyone else. Make it yours, make it unique and make it, you know, whatever's going to help you grow into the higher version of yourself, because that's what we're all here for to be better than we were yesterday, to be better than we were five minutes ago, just to be better. And that's all I strive for is just to be better than I was the day before, the minute before, just growing, growing and glowing. Right. I feel you. I feel you. Um, you know, I, I love, I love always ending on very strong points and man, that, that right there is a testament. And I want to leave the people with whatever you are dealing with there are people here for you definitely you know reach out to a friend reach out to a loved one hell sometimes you gotta reach out to a co-worker but reach out and don't feel like you're just out here alone you know so once again shout out brianna i'm gonna plug her business you know i finally i got on here and i went looking for it. i was like man what the hell is it but i went on finally found it I'm going to give that a plug. Shout out to you. Uh, So anything else you got to say, Brianna? No, thank you for having me. And I look forward to coming back to talking about many other things. Absolutely. So with nothing else said, we out.